0: Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Glad to have you tuned in. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Speaking of Hollywood, um, a conversation about Hollywood in a moment on the B side of this hour. Two conversations in this hour, I should say. On the B side of this hour, a conversation about how to challenge segregation enacted under the color of law. A new book out called Just Action. Just Action. We'll speak with the uh, co-author of that book, Leah Rothstein, on the backside of this hour. Of Speaking of Hollywood, we commenced this hour talking about Hollywood. Uh, for the first time in over 60 years, the union representing Hollywood actors and performers and the union representing writers are both out on strike together, effectively shutting down Hollywood. I'm delighted now to be joined in conversation uh, by awarding writer and producer, Anthony Sparks, from the Writers Guild of America. Anthony, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Tavis? Thank you for having me.
0: If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I'm doing well, and I'm uh, delighted to have you back, Dr. Sparks, and our friend and sister actress, brilliant actress, Sherry Belafonte from sag After joins us right now. She's on their national board. Uh, Sherry Belafonte, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you
2: so much, Tavis.
0: It's good to have you on and good to hear your voice. Let me just start uh, by saying this uh, publicly, uh, as you know. Uh, I've already expressed this, expressed this to you and to your family, and I, I, I loved your father. Uh, I miss him dearly. I, I miss our conversations. His his legacy will endure forever. Uh, but I just want to acknowledge uh, once again uh, how much we love and adore uh, your your father. Uh, and uh, you Thank were part you of so you were part of a grand tradition, and uh, just want to just want to acknowledge that before we jump into this conversation. Let me start with this, Sherry. Having said that, uh, I should warn you. I, I'm not trying to make you cuss, Sherry. This is a family show, and, <laughs> and I, I don't want to make you cuss, uh, especially off the break or out the blocks. But let me just let me just read what you. I'm sure you and uh, and Anthony have already seen. This news broke last night. Speaking of the strike, this is this is Barry Diller, uh, former uh, Hollywood studio chief, uh, obviously uh, 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 iconic in some ways in the entertainment industry. But here's what Barry Diller had to say last night. So again, I'm not trying to make sure he cuss, but here's what he said. Uh, Barry Diller said last night that executives and top paid actors should take a twenty five percent pay cut. He warns of an industry collapse if these strikes, both of them, are not settled by September one. He argues that the industry is going to just collapse. And then he says that fears of AI replacing writers and actors are unfounded. Again, it's a family show, Sherry Belafonte, but you I'll let you I'll let you respond first to that news from last night. sherry can you hear me sherry maybe maybe hit the, hit, uh, check your phone and see if you hit, hit the mute button on your phone maybe hit the mute button and we can't hear you uh all right well let me figure out where sherry is uh anthony sparks i can hear you can can i not can you hear me yes all yes, right I hear you just so again you, you heard the comments about barry diller uh suggesting that uh uh, that fears of AI replacing, replacing writers and actors are unfounded, uh, and that folks at the top should take a pay cut. And if, this, if these strikes don't get solved by the 1st of September, the whole industry is going to collapse. Your thoughts?
1: Well, my thoughts is, first of all, speaking to the AI piece, um, I think that his comments are simply not accurate. Um, we, AI is here. Uh, we know this we have evidence that we can point to. They are using and experimenting with AI. AI is growing by leaps and bounds uh every day. And I think the biggest proof is the propo on the SAG after side that the proposal that they made to be able to scan background actors and pay them for one day's work for and that's it for the rest of their life. That's not a proposal that's based on uh something they foresee happening. They already know they can do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sherry, the- no, Sherry, Sherry I, hear, I hear Sherry back. Sherry, hold on one second. Finish your point, I answer. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so on the AI piece, uh, I, you know, I, that is a, a big part. Of, that part of what he said, I sort of wholly reject. Quickly, before Sherry jumps in, I'll also just say that um, the threat that the industry uh, is under by writers and actors walking out well that is very real that is the point of a strike is to be disruptive and to make you realize the value
0: of the people who are doing the disrupting yep sherry did you hear uh got you got you back online i'm glad we got you back now did uh, did you hear my did you hear me uh the very dealer comments that i, that, that I referenced earlier did you hear them
2: i did hear them and i had also read them i'm sorry i didn't hear what anthony had to say but um uh, in reference to that, I, I was saying to you jokingly, as I'm going to hit my mute button. I didn't, but the universe did for me. <laughs> so, the,
0: so that you wouldn't, cu- so that you wouldn't cuss the way I thought you might. <laughs>
2: exactly. You know, Harry always called me the sailor in the family. Yes,
0: so, yes, yes, so, yes, so yes so he did. On. Yes, he did.
2: Yeah, uh, I did. You, you know, in reference to that, what's interesting is that while I agree, I can concur- uh, whole wholeheartedly that the studios need to put in their 25. percent the reality is, for actors, you know, we have the top five percent that make money. And what's what's amazing is that I think most audiences think that that works across the board. When in essence, ninety-five percent of our people don't make that kind of money in any way, shape, or form. Eighty percent of our our union, we're one hundred and sixty-five thousand strong. Eighty percent of them barely make money to pay for health insurance, which is twenty-six thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So really, right out the bat. You know, I think we need to get this misinformed idea that everybody in Hollywood is Brad Pitt or Tom Hanks or, you know, mm-hmm. Julia Roberts or, you know, even Viola Davis. You know, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. So we're all in this for that fight. And while I agree that the studios should get up off their high horses and pay us, you know, the, all these actors started, all those Brad Pitts and everybody else started at scale. You know, mm-hmm. they started early, early, and they made their money on their own Ability to get an agent that negotiated them, their acting chops brought them to a certain point where they now can, you know, can ask for those kind of dollars. But 90% of us can't ask for those kind of dollars. We're struggling on the scale, or even, you know, I'm one of the lucky ones that get scale plus 10. Mm -hmm. It's automatically put in there that my 10% going to my agent, you know, and although I have an agent and a manager, so I'm still taking a piece out of my paycheck to to pay for things. But that being said, you know, it's it's unfathomable, it's unbelievable that the studios have done what they've done to us in terms of... You know, sort of positioning them as the as the ones that are getting beat up here. You know, you do look. I'm sure you've also seen the kind of dollars that the all the CEOs are making. Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars over a five-year period, and yet they're still cutting all their staff. They've you know screwed. Sorry, almost said the sc word. You know, but they but they but they really have taken the task of the writers and the actors. And, you know, that's why when the writers first went out and we were in negotiation, because I was also part of the negotiations team, you know, the couple of hours that we would have off while the AMPTP was mulling over the proposals that we had handed to them, we went and got into the line with the writers. We went and started picketing with the writers. And I think the same thing happened when we went out Monday. You know, we showed up at a lot of different studios, and the writers were right there along with us. So, yes, we have a serious... Issue here, yeah. both for the writers, but definitely for the Screen Actors Guild as
0: well. Yeah. Let me ask you, right quick, uh, uh, Anthony Anthony Sparks, Doctor Anthony Sparks, before I move yep. forward here and some other things. Um, and I'm not naive in asking this, but I do want to get your take on it. Um, why, 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 why are these executives? Um, So, tone-deaf. I mean, these comments from Barry Diller Diller last night are really just tone-deaf, and he's too smart to to be stupid. Um, Bob Iger. Bob Iger's comments the other day out of Disney. I mean, I was just stunned. I mean, I know Bob Iger. I I was stunned at Bob Iger's comments the other day. I mean, there's just a tone-deafness to it. What is that about? Uh, You know, honestly,
1: I believe, you know, I'll just be straightforward. I think that the powers that be, the so-called fat cats in our business, have gotten so full that perhaps they can't quite see over their belts now. Mm. And they can't see the people on the ground. And they've gotten way too accustomed to actors and writers who are workers, they've gotten way too accustomed to these workers just accepting whatever deal they put on the table, basically, or the framework for whatever deal they put on the table. Um, they, they, They have gotten way too accustomed to the workers of our industry just accepting financial marginalization. And I believe, in addition to the deal points, this action is a reminder that in a people business, you don't have a business without the people. Mm-hmm. And I think that they've forgotten that.
0: Well, that's why he's a great writer. In a people business, you don't have a business without the people. And they are so full that they can't see over their belts. That's why. He's an award-winning writer. We'll continue with Anthony Sparks and the brilliant actress Sherry Belafonte when we come forward on KBLA Talk 15 all right, Sherry Belafonte, at the risk of uh, turning you into that sailor that your daddy used to refer to you as in your family, uh, let me let me quote um, uh, from Diller once again uh, in this article uh, that uh, came out last night. This is a piece, by the way, I'm reading from The Hollywood Reporter, if you want to see the article that I'm referencing that uh, in which Barry Diller um, is quoted in this interview. Um, here's the quote from Barry Diller, Sherry. What will happen is if, in fact... It doesn't get settled until Christmas or so. Then next year, there's not going to be many programs for anybody to watch. So you're going to see subscriptions get pulled, which is going to reduce the revenue of all these movie companies, television companies, the result of which that there will be no programs and at just the time the strike is settled that you want to get back up there won't be any money so this is actually going to have devastating effects if it is not settled soon that's the quote from Barry Diller and yet Sherry Belafonte at the moment at least I see no evidence that it's going to be settled soon your thoughts
2: I would. First of all, let's put into the reality of this world. Nobody wants to strike. Nobody wanted to strike. I don't think the Writers Guild wanted to strike. We certainly didn't want to, and we came on the set, on the scene, willing and ready to negotiate a fair and just deal with everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, like I said, a lot of people think in terms of Hollywood all you know, just making tons of money, but when you think about the The situation that most of our actors are in, uh, you can't help but think, really, we told you from up front that if we don't get a just deal, then we're going to strike. And again, we're ready. We've always been ready and willing to come to the plate and always have the the chance to uh, have the conversation. But they're still digging in their heels. And it seems to be that it's only for the stockholders. It's for their own fat pockets. And, you know, it's unfathomable, it's un- unbelievable mm-hmm. that, as Anthony was saying, that they would think that they can do this without us. Now, one of the things that has come to the plate, obviously, is AI, is artificial intelligence. Sure. And for some of the bigger actors, of course, you know, you'll see even remnants of it happening already. I think in the new Indiana Jones movie, they sort of manipulated Harrison Ford's face and sometimes in the bigger sports things you'll see some cgi and some ai things that happen and you know big extravaganza certainly in all the marvel kind of movies that's happening but those are things that were part of the creative process now what's happening is the studios are asking to scan our background actors and use them, you know, pay them a half a day or a day's wages at the the tune of like $187. And then they would own their likeness and their sound, you know, their voice patterns Mm -hmm. in perpetuity to use in every movie that they ever want to build. And they never call the actor back in again. Now, they did at one point say, okay, we can change that up a little bit. But the whole point that their mindset was to start out, the gate with those kinds of uh... negotiable points which weren't didn't seem like they were even going to be able to negotiate with us just puts you in the mindset of what their mindset is about that we are less than that we are people we're a group of people that really just don't need to be paid attention to we can replace them and it's just not the case you know a lot of actors certainly our a list actors have come to the plate and they're supporting us in every way shape and form And as you can see by the numbers of the people that are out there walking in front of the studios, everybody is in agreement. You know, when we first approached our membership about – going in with a strike authorization, which is unreasonable, I mean, which is unfathomable. We really rarely only do that once negotiations break down. Right. But we were so strong in our convictions on what it was that we needed to <clears throat> accomplish in order to bring ourselves back up just into today's society and our today's numbers. You know, that we went to, the, to all of our people and said, what do you think? We had 98% of our, our 160,000 people said, yeah. Please. Yeah. We're struggling here. And a lot of people just don't understand that it's, it's really about the actors that just want to put food on the table, want to put a you know, roof over their heads, want to take care of their families, just like yeah. every other worker. And every other worker needs to be just as concerned about A.I., you know, in Taiwan, they've already got newscasters that are AI. They've got all sorts of, you know, mechanics that are taking over, flipping hamburgers. So, you know, AI is a real threat, but clearly it's here to stay. So we need to be able to work with it as yep. opposed to just constantly trying to fight against it.
0: Anthony, let me, let me ask you a direct question, if I can. Um, why, to your sure. mind, should everyday people care about this strike? I think I think Sherry made a powerful point earlier. Uh, I mean, she when laid out the numbers. I mean, you know, the top 5 percent... Uh, of A-list actors in this town make make really good money, no question about it. Uh, some twenty million dollars a film and higher. I get that. The audience gets that. But she was really, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, uh, powerful in laying out um, that the, the overwhelming majority of actors, you know, can't make enough money to even pay for their own health insurance. Um, uh, so I think right. that that's one way in. But you tell me, Anthony Sparks, why everyday people should care about this strike beyond the fact that they won't have first run stuff to look at not too long, not too much uh, further down the road.
1: You know, the entertainment industry in some ways is a very uh, stark example of a business that has a lot of supply but a certain finite amount of demand. Mm -hmm. And so you often see the big companies take extreme advantage of that. The whole point of being a success in this business is that if you are a success in what is a very difficult business, you are supposed to be able to pay your bills. And so what you're seeing is a stark example of what the big companies will do to workers when they think they have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And I think they should, Ken, because of sag going out on strike and you have all of these recognizable faces now that are walking the picket lines, those recognizable faces are walking the picket line Uh, as a proxy for the unrecognizable faces Mm. that actually make this industry work. Mm. So it's tempting for people to be dismissive of who cares about these Quote unquote rich people who just want to get richer that's actually not what the fight is about the fight is about people who had the nerve uh to go after what is a very difficult dream to achieve which is a working career in the entertainment industry they are workers and if you become a success and yet success is defined by you not being able to pay your bills well if they're going to do that to this industry Where, you know, does this stop? Mm -hmm. So we are the pointy end, the pointy end of a spear, as they say. Mm -hmm. Um, We happen to be a little bit more visible um, because of the industry, the nature of the industry that we're in. But I think the
0: average worker should be looking at this as this is them now. What are they going to do to yeah. me next? So let me just ask you a point blank question, Anthony, and then I'll get Sherry's take on this. Uh, got about four and a half minutes left in this conversation, so let me squeeze this in right quick. Um, they've got the money. You don't. <laughs> why can't they just starve you all out? If, if, I mean, if, if, if many of your workers, the Writers Guild, uh, Sherry's earlier point about the sag After members, if many of your workers can't even afford to buy health insurance uh, on a, a per annum basis, why can't they just starve you all out?
2: Is that My Anthony for me?
0: Anthony, Anthony, you go first. Go first, Anthony. Okay. Go. Go. Okay.
1: Well, first of all, um, I think the last person you ever want to be in a fight with is someone who's got their back up against the wall, who mm. doesn't have a whole lot to lose. Right. That part, okay. that part, as we say that part. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Okay, that,
1: that's, that's, that's hood logic 101. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, and so I believe that they have rubbed and ground actors and writers down into the ground so much that a large number of our unions feel like they have to take this stand because there's there's almost, you know, they, there's there's, they don't have that much anyway, mm-hmm. and artists are used to stretching a dollar, and I think the the, the powers that be have sort of forgotten that. Yeah. So, yes, at some point, people have to work and go back to work, but the whole point of this fight is to be able to have something worth fighting for. Yeah. And right now, people have been, have, you know, they're down to the bone anyway, so... Starve them out. I don't know. I I think that, you know, six months from now, you're going to have executives, you know, maybe not the very top executives, but, uh, you know, mid-level and upper mid-level executives who might start having problems when layoffs start hitting their ranks as mm-hmm. a result of actors and writers being out. So this is a yeah. double-edged sword. Um, and ultimately, I think the point is to get back to the table uh, in good
0: faith negotiations. So, Sherry Belafonte, last last word to you. Um, wh- what does happen to your to, to these everyday people uh, who belong to your union? Who again, many of them can't make enough money to pay their health insurance. So, I hear Anthony's point. Uh, the point of the fight is to have something worth fighting for. I take it. I love it. But what happens to these everyday people who aren't the Tom Cruises uh, and the Denzel Washingtons, the Brad Pitts, those you mentioned earlier, the Julia Roberts? What happens to these everyday people if this thing goes on for an extended period of time, Sherry?
2: Well, a lot of us are used to having secondary and tertiary jobs already let 's just put that out there right. uber drivers we're we're working in gas stations we're working you know as waitresses and waiters. so that struggle will continue. But the reality is that it's our audiences our we pray that our audiences look up and say no you know what i want a human in that place i don't want an ai person you know replicating something that you know you, you miss that tangible feeling that connection that you get with actors and your favorite actors and a lot of people have favorite actors that other other uh, audiences have never even heard of but they want to be able to see that person who's making scale plus 10 get you know double scale plus 20 the next time around because mm-hmm. they like him they'll say you know i love this guy he was on you know this show and now i just see he's on that show, and really it's about our audience. It's about all the flyover states, the people in between California and New York that uh, that warrant and want to see us in real life, and will come to the plate and understand that that's what this is all about. That we're worker bees, just like they are, yeah. and to understand also that AI can encroach in their lives as well. So we are establishing. I know it's hard to believe, but you know, oftentimes it's the celebrities that kind of establish a, a foothold or you know a base of what everybody else rolls off of. Right. You know, the Me Too situation. That kind, you know, that certainly has ha- happened worldwide in every industry, in every business, and yet it was the celebrities that finally came forward and said, look, we're being messed with, and you need to take note of this. And of course, that gave people carte blanche to also come out of their their closets to explain that they also had been abused. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the same kind of abuse. Not the same, obviously, but a, a very similar type of abuse that has run tantamount for years and years and years. You know, like you said, it's not as everybody knows, it's not since 1960 that the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild have joined forces to say, look, enough is enough. You know, they say to us that they're giving us something major, and we're saying, no, really, we're just trying to catch up. You're giving us this 5%. You know, 11% is what's going to make us break even to start then starting to, you know, make a living.
0: Right. I hear you. I hear your point, um, and um, I, I, I am—I should say—I I should have said that, that could have said this, and perhaps should have said it at the top of the conversation. I am a member of SAG-AFTRA. Um, so, for what that's worth, you know what my heart is in this fight. Uh, I'm a member, a time member of this union, and uh, I um, and in, I'm in solidarity uh, with my with my sister Sherry Belafonte and my brother uh, Anthony Sparks, who I have been delighted to have had on this program. Uh, my sense is this ain't gonna end tomorrow, and so we'll be checking back in uh, as uh, as we can with. Sherry and with Anthony to see how this is progressing and what they think. Uh, for now, Sherry, thank you. I appreciate you. Have a great rest of the day.
2: Thank you, Tavis.
0: And Anthony Sparks, good to have you uh, on uh, the program again. My, my friend, we'll do it again. Thank you. Thank
1: you, Tavis. Thank you so much.
0: All the best to you. More of our conversation. Uh, well, not that conversation, another conversation after news traffic and sports on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turned to when you had it up to here with Cultural Incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580.